like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. What is kink shaming? That's the what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Um, kink shaming is criticizing or degrading someone for their desire or their need for a kink. It's you're gross for wanting X. It can also come across as shaming if you criticize the kink, even without directing it at a specific person. Saying something like golden showers are disgusting or scat is disgusting and unsafe. This statement uh, or these statements could make someone feel ashamed or gross or unsafe, like they're doing something wrong for their desires. You don't have to be into every kink, but you do need to be supportive of others within our BDSM community that are into or interested in those kinks. Remember, there's always someone somewhere who, at least in the back of their mind, thinks that what you're into is disgusting and gross. The difference between kink shaming and not kink shaming is that we don't say it out loud. We don't tell somebody. We Instead, we accept that and we're supportive of those who are into those kinks that we personally don't like. There are a few statements that you can use when discussing the kinks that, you're, that you aren't into. You can use the NMK. That stands for not my kink. There's also the long acronym here, Y-K-I-N-M-K-B-Y-K-I-O-K, which really is a long word, but it says your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay. These are two of the most common that you'll find. I would also suggest adding why you are or you're not into the kink whenever you express that something, or whenever you feel the need to express that something is not your kink. This helps everyone in the discussion learn and grow from each, each other's experiences while not making others feel ashamed. Also, it's a good idea to be open and teachable because oftentimes someone will bring you information that you didn't yet have such as a way to do a kink in a safe way when you don't think that there necessarily is one. Someone who's involved in it is going to have a lot more information that you don't have necessarily. A few years ago, I was in a group that was discussing golden showers. A submissive in the group was the only one that said that that was her kink. She gave a different perspective on the kink by sharing her experience with her dom 
using urine in a primal way to claim her, like marking his territory. At that point, I decided to remove it from my hard limits and was willing to try it with the right person. There are few kinks that are not protected from kink shaming. Uh, and there are, sorry, there are a few kinks that are not protected from kink shaming because they violate consent. If you heard our recent Halloween episode, we talked about some of these, uh, and they should be a hard limit for everyone. These kinks are obviously things like pedophilia, uh, being into into doing gross and disgusting things with children, zoophilia, doing things with animals who cannot give consent, or necrophilia, doing things with anyone who is dead or any dead thing. This isn't something that's negotiable or up to debate within the BDSM community because those things fall outside of our community. There is nobody within BDSM that is into those things because those things fall outside of the scope. Within BDSM, consent is a must. Something or someone that can't give consent is always off limits. Kinks that fetishize people are also subject to shaming because it's toxic. It can be mentally damaging to those people, even with consent. Those kinks are BBC, Big Black Cock, or BBW, Big Beautiful Women, uh, transgender, both pre- and post-op, and those that are amputees. Now, let me say this, attraction or preference or or uh, or not for a, uh, a certain one, a certain person based on their ethnicity, their gender, their body size or type, or uh, or their sexuality is not the same as fetishizing that person's gender, their size, their race, or their disability. When you have a preference, there's usually some form of a relationship with them and they are treated like a person. Treating them as a fetish is objectifying them with little to no concern of their mental or physical health, their limits, their needs, their safety, their well-being. It's utilizing a certain person based on the, using them like an object. If you're just looking for a big, big black cock and not looking for the person that is connected to that big black cock, it's probably better you get a big black dildo and use that instead because nobody, you're not hurting anyone like you would be by treating them like a fetish and objectifying them without concern of their mental or their physical health. We also would like to acknowledge that NG, or what we call new generation, will claim that you're kink-shaming them if you go against or don't acknowledge their version of BDSM. For example, as someone that follows and teaches a more traditional point of view with BDSM, we get accused of kink-shaming when we explain that brats are a kink, And they're not submissives, they're simply bottoms of a kink or tops. Um, We're not shaming someone that likes to take on a bratty behavior during a scene 
or if it's a consensual part of their, their dynamic. We're just not acknowledging something that is incorrect, something that goes against our history and our traditions within BDSM. That's not kink shaming. That's just defining things according to our traditions uh, and refusing to redefine or to disrespect the traditions and the legacy that we are. Our goal in traditional BDSM is for everyone to feel safe, to feel accepted, yet while respecting those old guard teachings. And while they didn't call themselves old guard, that's something that we call them. There are traditions within BDSM that need to be respected. Uh, kink shaming, however, is a destructive thing. It's destructive to the person and our overall lifestyle. But so is claiming that kink shame, someone is kink shaming just because they disagree with you. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast. You can find all of our resources and where we teach nonviolent, consensual, traditional BDSM education at www.bdsmunited.com. It's been a joy talking with you today about this really interesting topic of kink shaming. And, um, we'll talk with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.